You are listening to The Ortho Show, advancing patient care through the sharing of ideas and information. John Richmond, uh, orthopedic surgeon from the Boston area, work at the New England Baptist Hospital, and uh, MA uh, sports medicine, and now uh, osteoarthritis doctor. Well, Dr. Richmond, thanks so much for joining us here on The Author Show. We certainly do appreciate it. It's starting to get into the evening hours here now at The Author Summit. You've got many lectures uh, coming up over the the next uh, day and a half, but we're here specifically to talk to you uh, about uh, dealing with um, osteoarthritis knee pain and the use of uh, injections. So if you give us a little bit of the background of, of how you know how you came or what you use in your practice at the moment that would be that would be great okay it's a it's a fairly complex problem because there's a, a number of choices and there's a realm of the uh, how severe the disease is um, basically the three things that we have for an injection at present are uh, cortisone products um, hyaluronic acid products and then the things I'll call biologics which are PRP platelet-rich plasma or stem cells um, and uh, the majority of it really comes down to cortisone products and, and HA, hyaluronic acid. Uh, standard corticosteroids have been around for decades. Um, they're very short-lived in their action so that they uh, typically last between three and six weeks, and the average is four weeks or less so that they're not a, a good way to manage osteoarthritis. They're a good way to treat a flare-up. Somebody comes in with a hot, painful, swollen knee. Cortisone's great for that. But it, when it wears off in four to six weeks, you can't repeat it. So um, Zilretta is a new long-acting corticosteroid uh, product that's only been on the market for two years. And uh, it has changed the ballgame completely for corticosteroids. It, um, it now lasts for three to four months. Um, one of the studies I was involved in, it was on an average of 4.2 months. So it, it, it's long-lasting. And it's actually a shorter... Um, a smaller dose, excuse me, not shorter, but smaller dose. It's only 32 milligrams of triamcinolone. So it's a, it's a very low dose with a long duration of action. So it's exciting. So, the, so this is the main injection you're using at the moment? Not entirely. Okay. Uh, so I, 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 do use, I do use HA or hyaluronic acid products. Um, I, my own personal experience is that they, they really only work in mild to moderate osteoarthritis. Once you get into the moderate severe categories, you're starting to go down and have significant joint space narrowing. They're not a very effective treatment. So um, I'll, I'll use those um, as a management tool in m- mild osteoarthritis. And there's some people that work great on and, and repeat them regularly. Um, I still use standard corticosteroids for a flare, um, but I use Zilretta. Um, and anybody who's past that um, mild to moderate stage, if they've got significant osteoarthritis, particularly bone-on-bone, when you once you've treated a patient with uh, this Zoretta product that you're talking about, is there other things that you combine combine therapeutically with that? I mean, are you, are you sending to any type of uh, physical therapy, or that, are you bracing them, or it's it's just the injection and and tell them to encourage doing those other things? Well, I always in- encourage them to physical therapy. I think um, if they have muscle atrophy, if they have any limitations of motion, any contracture, and and not just in the knee, but in the hip and the lower body. I try to get them into a physical therapy program. 
uh, to work with a therapist who'll get them to stretch out, who'll get them to work on their core strength, who'll get their hips strong, um, and get them doing things. Um, because um, the majority of these people are aging. They're no longer 21. They're, you know, rarely even in their 40s. They're in their 50s, 60s, 70s. And so they, you want to keep them as active as you possibly can with those techniques. Weight loss, it, it's, as I alluded to, it's, it's virtually impossible to get somebody who's got significant osteoarthritis to be able to take off weight just because it's, vir- it's virtually all on diet. Um, so little of it is on calorie burning. So how long are you delaying the inevitable surgery? Uh, that's an interesting question. So the, the material has only been on the market two years. and Literally the first time I injected anybody with it that was not part of a study was it'll be two years this January. So it's, it's coming right up. At, um, um, and so I had a few patients. I had 15 patients that I injected as part of a, a, a repeat injection study um, for, for the company. Um, and so I've got a couple of those that looked like they were headed towards joint replacement. They're now three and a half years out, and they're still coming in episodically to get a repeat injection. Dr. Richmond, let's switch gears just for a second, cause we, because we've got you and I've got your, your ear and you've got our microphone for a moment. <laughs> I would love to ask you, um, you've had, we were talking before, we turned the mics on about your extensive experience in ACL surgery. So... I always like when I have this opportunity to ask a, a surgeon if if you were able to get a message out to all of your peers and especially all these young up-and-coming surgeons about ACL surgery, if you wanted to give them, you know, your bullet points on the keys to success or the message you, is closest to your heart, what, what would that be? Boy, that's that's a huge question. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big-time show, Dr. We ask the hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the, the best thing is, is to... Um, Make your environment work for you. Uh, it's something, ACL surgery, it's become routine, but you need a good team with you in the operating room. Um, you need to have your staff be prepared for it. You need to be prepared for it. I don't think you can do this with just one operation, it, it, meaning um, I routinely use bone patellar bone, bone, patellar bone um, autograft as my go-to graft for high-performance athletes. Um, but I rarely use that in anybody that's over the age of 35. It's just they're, 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 I don't think it's the best operation in that group. Um, and uh, so that you have to be able to use soft tissue grafts. You have to um, uh, be use, able to use hamstrings. You have to think about using uh, cadaver grafts, allografts in the older population because they certainly work just as well as autografts, and they're a, a much easier operation for a 40- or 50-year-old to get over. Not to say that every 40 or 50-year-old with an ACL tear needs it, but certainly some, some do. And, and in my area, where, where the majority of that population of ACL tears are skiing injuries, they all want it because they want to go back to ski. Are there other considerations other than age and activity uh, that determine your, your choice of graft? Yes. Um, so uh, people that have uh, associated uh, laxate injuries, so if I have somebody who is... Um, got a multi-leg injury, um, uh, particularly if they've got a dramatic pivot shift, that will push me a little more towards bone tendon bone uh, because with its rigid fixation um, at the time it's placed, its its strength, um, I think it's a better choice uh, in in that multi-leg knee uh, that's going back to athletics. Um, so that there's a myriad of, uh, of reasons. Um, the the big gross pivot shift that's now hit the world with the uh, 
interlateral uh, ligament, the ALL. Um, I think the bone tendon bone graft will make the need for ALL reconstruction perhaps a little bit less if you if you pick that in that patient that's got a gross pivot shift. Have you tried reconstructing the ALL? Uh, I actually learned how to do the ALL back before it was the ALL. <laughs> 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 so I did a lot of extra articular uh, reconstructions back in the early 80s. Um, and uh, they worked reasonably well. Um, we were not as uh, skilled anatomically at that time um, as we are now, but uh, uh, coming out of uh, Jack Houston and Jimmy Andrews actually were uh, strong proponents of the extraarticular ACL reconstruction. So I, I did a lot of them. I've done a few of them um, in the in the the modern era, um, and um, I, they I think. Um, Extraarticular reconstructions went away for the wrong reason. They went away for the wrong the reasons that they made people stiff because we over tightened them, we casted them, um, and we did them in everybody. And I think they really are only necessary in a small population, um, and they have to be done properly. But I think they're it's a great adjunct to to add into our armamentarium for treating ACL injuries with a with a, a graft or or synthetic in there. Well, I'm a proponent of, of grafts. I, 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 I worry about synthetics. I've, I've lived through a, a long period of time of putting in a number of synthetic uh, ligaments, most of which have come out. Um, uh, Kennedy and Lad and the Gore-Tex stuff. And Gore-Tex and Dacron. And, mm-hmm. um, so I, I put a lot of them in. Uh, and not all of them have come out, but a lot of them did. And I, I think we don't know um, how well that structure is going to last. And if you're, if you're putting in a um, non-biologic, uh, something that's not going to maintain itself or be maintained by the body, repetitive use is going to eventually cause it to fatigue. It's going to give way. Uh, so if you're relying on a synthetic, I think you're, a, you're at, at risk of uh, having it uh, not last as long as you would like. Well, Dr. Richmond, I, th- I think we've taken enough of your time. Thank you so much for that. I, I don't know what Mika's going to do now, but I am going to go and lose some weight and exercise <laughs> right after I've had a beer. <laughs> I'll, jo- I'll, join yeah. <laughs> I'll join you. I'll join you. I'll join you. Sounds good. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you.